good God, I'm wearing a onesie and drinking tea in a very well-lit room. I'm like sweating under my boob. Hello, no one is available to take your call. Please leave a message after the tone. Welcome to another episode of Cut the Foreplay. My name is Nadia Favre. I'm your host for this and every other episode until the internet goes away. We started off with mild discomfort and then we went on to moderate discomfort. And tonight, on this here night, we are finally at extreme discomfort. So what I thought we would do is start off with a bunch of stories that will make you feel like your vagina has inverted. And if you don't have one, you will grow one and it will invert and tickle your throat from the inside. I don't know why your labia is that long, but it's okay. All bodies are beautiful. And then we're gonna go into some personal stories. Let's start here. Bada bing, bada boom, gotcha, bada, gotcha, fanta. Sorry, I know in the first season I promised that I would get a real band, but I'm still poor, so. <clears throat> a hotel manager shared a story about a woman who wanted to know what room her husband was in because she was certain he was cheating on her. The manager couldn't tell her because of the privacy reasons, so she booked her into the room right next door. And guess what? Oh my god, this is wild. She did hear him in there with somebody else. Just take a listen to this walks into the hotel and she quickly explains to me that her husband has been cheating on her. She knows that he is currently at my hotel with the woman and she wanted to know what room number he was in. Unfortunately, I could not tell her because of privacy reasons. And rightly so. She could have been lying to me. She could have been the other woman, you know? I don't know. So I checked her into the room right next to the room that her husband was in. <laughs> the walls were kind of thin. It was actually kind of sad, and that's why I purposely left it out. She did hear her husband in the next room, and uh, she left kind of sad, but she did thank me before she left. I just... I can't. I think about this all the time. I'm not a lady that has a big ego. I'm actually, despite my fuckery, am quite rational. And hashtag humble. <laughs> Let's, okay, fine. I'm rational, at least. If I was in a relationship and somebody cheated on me, what would I do? I, so, I think it depends on the conversation beforehand. If you don't want to be in a monogamous relationship, don't be in it. And if we're already in a monogamous relationship and you decide I want out, just tap me on the shoulder and be like, yeah, bruh, I'm not feeling it anymore. And I'll be like, okay, deuces, it was a time. You know, and then if you want to be in an open relationship, I'm totally down for that. Multitasking is a strong point for me. But if we had this oath that we had made and then we broke it, by we I mean you, what would I do? Oh my god. I'm uncomfortable. Mm, I would go all out. If I walked in and saw you just fucking the shit out of somebody else, I would slowly back away. And I've said this before and I'll say it again with my full chest. I would fuck one of your parents. A hundred percent. Break up their marriage. And then I'd come to every birthday, every Eid, every Christmas, every Hanukkah. It's gonna be me and you, baby. <laughs> 
Till death do me and your mom apart. To quote the great philosopher Ebony, aka a musician from Ghana, If you break my heart, I will date your father. You gonna be my son, you gonna call me your mod. I think she was listening to these podcasts before she <laughs> she made that uh, straight up banger. The truth will set you free. I've been thinking about the Cheetah Girls a lot lately for no reason. And there's... No segue to any other topic. It was just something that was in my heart and I had to share. A customer at Dunkin' Donuts ordered a dozen munchkins and got super mad when they only gave her 12. (laughs) America! She thought a dozen meant 50 and refused to believe otherwise. I have a clip of this woman complaining and I just, I don't know what to do with my body. I want 50. I need more. Fifty-five-zero. That's what a dozen is. Not twelve. You're not understanding the English. Twelve is a dozen. I want more than twelve. You don't need to be rude. I just... <laughs> Your healthcare system is trash. Your GEDs are a straight-up lie. Honest to God. I remember one time I was at an airport and this American guy was trying to chat me up. And he was like, yo, your accent's kind of like mine. And I'm like, not really. I'm from Canada. And he's like, hey, what kind of currency do you guys use up there? And then I was like, dollars? And he says, what, like American dollars? And I go, no, like Canadian dollars. And he goes, whoa, what? And I'm like, spoiler alert. Australia also has Australian dollars. I guarantee you the only thing that was blown that night was his mind. I hate it when people say they're sapiosexuals because, you know, people lie, but in reality, I can't have our physical meat suits unite if there's only birds chirping in that noggin. I saw this tweet that said that women love to say, I'm a sapiosexual, intellect is so sexy. And then they date guys that uh, put their finger under every word when they're reading. (laughs) Oh no, I feel bad for laughing at that because it's so true. A dozen, I want 50. God damn it, I cannot believe this life. I don't know about you, but I'm feeling 35. I really am. My back gave out earlier because I was trying to bend over to pluck my toe hairs. (laughs) Stop. I don't know about you, but there's nothing that gets me more turned on than a Walmart parking lot. Those prices, the fucking muffin tops on all the women, the racism. Mm. There is a 26-year-old guy named Kyle Wyas in Florida, of course, and on Wednesday afternoon, he was parked in his Kia in a Walmart parking lot, getting it on with himself with the windows open, beating the meat, basting the turkey, jerking it, masturbating, choking the chicken, grilling the sausage. That one's a lie. Self-gratification, self-stimulation, (laughs) self-abuse, wanking. Or as one person once said to me, hand jobbing himself. A woman saw him and called the cops when they got their car got out of the car and the police report said, quote, I noticed that he had an obvious erection protruding in his shorts. Kyle eventually admitted what he was doing and his excuses were he didn't know anyone could see him and he was super lonely because his ex-girlfriend is in Colorado. He was arrested for exposure of sexual organs and disorderly conduct. A true American love story if you ask me. Uh, Here's the thing about uh, public masturbation. Number one, just don't fuck 
fucking do it. Nabarimbili. I used to work at another radio station and we would have to park across the building at a church. A church. Okay, let's let's get that out there. And my co-worker and I used to walk to the car every day, have a little chat and then go our separate ways. And that day I remember we were walking and there was a car that was like steamy and it was just shaking. And I was like, that vehicle is malfunctioning. And then when I <laughs> stopped being an absolute child, I realized, oh no, that guy's really beating it with the windows down at a church with two women walking by. <laughs> what did I do? You might ask. My buddy and I just ran away in opposite directions towards our car, but also yelling Jesus is watching at the man at the church. Did he stop? Probably not. Did he finish? I mean, let's just leave some things unanswered. I have to be very honest with you. That's not even the worst thing that's ever happened to me in that parking lot because <sighs> once I was very excited to get home because I was very hungry. So I rushed to said church parking lot and then I saw so many people, a sea of people to the point where I couldn't see my own vehicle. And I thought it was a wedding. So I was like rushing through, about to rip my tag off, slide into that car, drive all the way home, eat my food, smile, live my best with my hands down my pants. When I looked closer, I realized it was a funeral. And already I was like, ah, damn girl, you can't get into your car and drive out when there's people just fucking weeping on the side here. And I was like, oh, I'm, I'm proper gonna faint though. And then, so I walk closer and closer. And then I had this moment where I was like, oh my sweet mother, Mary Joseph. I definitely can't leave because the coffin is parked behind my car. Like, wait, 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 let me paint a picture here. So close that the coffin was touching my trunk. Honest to God, I just kind of threw my hands up and said, this is the worst day of this family's life, probably. I may as well just sit here and pay my respects to. Even through the sobbing, I could see that some of the family members were looking at me like, who the fuck is this girl? They probably thought I was that guy's illegitimate daughter coming to claim some inheritance. The aging process can be tough on all of us, but this, <laughs> this is the ultimate. Like, I don't think I've ever had a story be so simple, yet fucking terrible tickle me so good. There's a woman in Mexico who's only been identified as Lenora N. And she was recently scrolling through her husband Juan's cell phone. And she spotted a bunch of pictures of him with a younger woman. Homegirl Lenora gets so upset that she decides to stab this man who's the love of her life, AKA Juan. He managed to grab the knife from her and then told her that the woman in those pictures was her. <laughs> Woo! He had digitized some of their old photos together from back in the day when they were younger and she didn't recognize herself. I mean, gravity and time are very real things. Looks like Juan and I both like our women like we like our ancient spiral staircases. Curvy and sending us straight to hell. Speaking of, I have no idea how I should feel about this, but oh my god! I've been holding this one in for a couple of weeks for you. A Japanese woman has been arrested after a cleaner found her mother's body in the freezer of her Tokyo apartment. The body had been bent to fit the... F oh, sorry, one sec. Oh my god. My mouth is watering. The body had been bent to fit 
in the freezer, police said. Yumi Oshino, who is now 48 years old, said she hid the body for 10 years after coming home and finding her 60-year-old mother dead because she, quote, didn't want to move out. <laughs> oh my god! Of their home. There were no visible wounds on the frozen body, police said. Officials couldn't determine the time and the cause of the death for the woman. The body was reportedly discovered after Yoshino had been evicted from the apartment due to missing rent payments. Yoshino was arrested in a hotel in the city of Chiba near Tokyo a couple of weeks ago. This is not a situation to make light of, but Carrie Bradshaw said it best. A mother's love is fleeting, but putting her body in a freezer to have a rent-controlled apartment overlooking the park is forever. Now here's the thing about me is that I'm a girl's girl. I love to surround myself with women that are powerhouses and both emotionally intelligent and just f fucking wit for days. Women I respect and admire, but the dichotomy of their existence is always staggering. It's always that on one side and then the other side is just to put it simply, they're f fucking embarrassing creatures. <laughs> Bad things happen to them and I love to watch it. And now you get to as well. Quite frankly, I can't believe I'm telling you this story for free, but here we are. Here we are. It's Anwara. I guess I'm telling you something embarrassing. Well, oh. Not gonna name any names, obviously I'm in the story, and we're gonna call him Man Dem. So Man Dem and I decide to get hot and heavy, but we also decide to take a few tequila shots. One tequila, two tequila, three tequila, floor. And then of course back again, one tequila, two tequila. Oh, is that a Jaeger? Let's get some more. It was a really disgusting night. It starts to get romancing. I don't dance, but I know how to kiss. So I'm like, hey, let's start making out. And there we are. <laughs> Mmm, sucking each other's faces, enjoying it. Rapid, rapid, rapid. Ooh, yes. But see, the motion got me getting motion sickness. And uh, what happened next was, well, I proceeded to throw up in his mouth. He is a giver, ladies and gentlemen, because he gave it right back into my mouth. So I had now double throw up. And of course, that causes triple throw up. So I threw back into his mouth. Basically, Serena Williams would have been proud of the tennis match our tongues were doing. <laughs> then eventually, finally, we both now start to chunder on the floor and on our shoes. So what does that mean? We've got to go home and shower and change, but that's also a good excuse to trap him in his house, ladies. So then, of course, we get to his house and it starts off all smooth because we are having a shower. I love it. Oh my God, it's sexy. And I think, yeah, motion sickness is done. We get to the bed. I'm moving my mouth slower and lower and lower. And I feel one ab and then three abs. And then, of course, it's in my mouth and then it's out my mouth and it's, it's, uh, it's the food that had been left over. I had left over throw up that was waiting for this opportune moment to remind me I'll remain single for the rest of my life if this is who I really am. So of course, homie sees what's just happened and proceeds to have leftover too. So he throws up on the top of my head. On the top of my wig to be exact. My glorious dear wig. Hi, my name is Sony or Sony Side Up and here's my really embarrassing story. I was a junior, which means I was in my third year of high school and I had tried out for the basketball team and I got onto the junior varsity team. Now bear in mind, junior varsity was solely for first years and second years, freshmen and sophomore. Those are the only people who made JV. Everybody else would go to varsity. I mean, even as a junior, you'd often, if you were a bad basketball player, they just pity party you into the varsity team to have you warm the bench. But no. 
I was bad enough that they kept me on junior varsity, but they tried to console me by making me the team captain. And I need you to know that information to set the scene for what was happening this day. Coach Stevenson, who was my totally fuckable coach, fuckable Coach Stevenson was the coach of junior varsity this year. We were doing layup drills. Now, for some reason, the lucky stars were on my side and I had made two layups in a row. And I was going up for my third and all eyes were on me, pressure was on, captain of the team, I, I had to make this. I ran, step, step, layup, and boom, it sunk right into the back of the net. Ecstatic. I turned around to see my team and my coach cheering. They were so proud of me because I was a horrible basketball player. And even though it was just practice, they are proud of me for having made three in a row. And when I turned back to get the basketball, I ran vagina first into the back of the pole. I ran vagina first into the pole of the basketball net. It was excruciating and Everybody was laughing at me, including fuck a couple of Coach Stevenson. And that's the time I decided uh, team sports in general, but especially basketball, was not for me. And I quit. And Stevenson, if you're listening to this, call me on 0708340. So I just started a new job in the after sales, so the returns department of an online retailer. And I mean, I work in the admin department, but I was being shown around the uh, returns department where they physically handle goods that are sent back. In any case, um, one of the bosses there was uh, showing me around. I mean, already within you know the first 20 minutes of meeting him, I knew his life story. And this guy was pretty intense, cool, but you know, a guy that I think clearly runs on like insomnia and ambition. So then he decided that he was going to show me what it looks like for a client, for a customer to return a product from within their online account. So he logs into his own account on this website of the you know online retailer that I work for, clearly having forgotten what his last couple of orders were because the first one was like a box of black face masks. Great. Safety first. The second order... <laughs> was a giant black dildo called Big Tom. And when I looked at it, my eyes just popped, obviously. And inside, I started laughing maniacally, thinking I must tell this story to Nadia. <laughs> okay, I want to clear up this next story because Sam didn't explain this part. So we all grew up together, me, Sam, and Ali. have been best friends for a long time since we were about like 13, 14 years old. And so at the age of like 17, 18, they came down to Kenya to go on vacation with me. And at the end of the trip, we went to a Nakumat to get souvenirs for their dad. And this is what happened. Okay, so my sister and I were uh, visiting our best friend in Kenya for the summer. And one day we decided to go souvenir shopping. I could feel a fart coming on. Now... If you know me, I usually would just let that thing rip, but something was holding me back. And I turned to my sister and I was like, I have to fart. And she's like, so just do it. So I did it and I shit you not. Warm liquid pours out of my asshole. I'm freaking out. I turned to my sister and my friend and I'm like, we need to go to the washroom now. They immediately know what's happened and they're dying of laughter. So we go to the washroom. I get into the stall. I was in there for probably... 30 minutes, I have shit all over my hands, all over my ass. I'm trying to wipe everything clean. I think I used two full rolls of toilet paper and the lady there was like, is she using that for her period? I'm like, oh. at this point, I kind of wish it was my period because this is not okay. I ended up cleaning up my underwear, wrapping them up and throwing it into my purse. Don't ask me why. Um, but I guess the moral of the story is never trust a fart. <laughs> 
Honestly, honest to God, the follow-up story to this is really painful because I laughed at Sam and I remember like helping her 100%. Like I helped clean that shit right up like the trooper and the good friend that I am. But when it came to sitting in my car, I, I she had to hover over. She had to levitate over the seat because I wouldn't allow her to sit down with her shit pants. And I giggled the entire way home. But the, 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 this is the thing is that exactly one year later, I ate a slice of carrot cake that sent me on a journey that I don't even know how to properly convey. I ended up getting taken to the hospital at like 4 a.m. And when they were ready to discharge me after putting in the antibiotics, I turned to my sister and I said, everything's going dark, I can't see you, I'm going blind. And then her voice was really far away. And I was like, Natasha, something's wrong. Blackout? I don't know what happened. It's only when I came to that they explained it to me that in slow motion, I fainted and shat myself mid-air. So moral of my story, is if your best friend is shitting themselves, you help them clean it up and you don't even break out one single giggle. Because karma is real and it's all centered around shitting.